And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. And neither of us are drinking tonight. Mm-mm. Nope. Because my sinuses hate me. I can't breathe through the left nostril. And things are really starting to look up for me. <laughs> and I'm not drinking in solidarity. Yeah. Which is also frustrating, too, that my sinuses hate me is I have my very first <laughs> box of wine in the kitchen <laughs> with a spout on it. And I like, uh, I was like, I really want to open it. But I was like, I really shouldn't. I need to like feel better. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like if I get like a really good sleepers, then I'll be improved, which means box wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Which means excited. That the Patreon episode is gonna be messed up. It's gonna be amazing. Like, how cool! It has a spout. So when you sent me that picture, I was like, "Holy shit, that's commitment!" Because it's not the small box; it's like a big old box. It's a party I told box. Him, I, he's like, "What do you need?" And I didn't feel good, and I just woke up from a nap, which I haven't done since like 2015. And <laughs> and he's like, "What do you need?" And I'm like, "All the wine." He came back with a box. It doesn't fit in our fridge. Oh, you gotta move some shelves yep. around. Because you can't to. have warm white wine. I mean, no, I guess. Oh, I yeah. I guess I could put frozen berries in it. I got some of them berries that are frozen. <laughs> Do a Liana frozen berries. Mm, so good. That's a it good is. life hack. Mm-hmm. I hope it's good. He told me it's not that and bad. And also frozen watermelon is good too. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. I'm excited to try it. It says it's a crisp white. Oh. Love those words. <laughs> Do I like dry? No. No. Crisp? Good. White wine? Also good. Red wine? Also good. All yeah, wine I'll is good. All is it. it wine? It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. Maybe I'll put it in a punch bowl and I'll just ladle it to myself. Oh, that is a great idea. I love that. I like a good ladle bowl drink. <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a really long time. The last time I They're did. fun. I, it was this really weird mix that had frozen <laughs> pink lemonade concentrate in frozen it. Pink. So like, okay, the, the, like the cans. So yeah, like yeah. the cans of frozen pink lemonade. Cool. I like that. It had vodka. Okay. Rum. Okay. And I think they put like, and I shit you not, beer in there oh. too. Mm. But it cut down the sweetness and it oddly made sense. It was not like heavy beer. It was like, like Coors Light or something. Okay. Where it, it, it blend, you couldn't even taste the beer. All it did was cut into the sweetness of the pink lemonade and it also gave it bubbles. I will believe you, but I'm finding it hard. It to. was not <laughs> a good time afterward. Because no. we all had massive hangovers because of the alcohol content and the sugar content in those drinks. That's why I like wine. I don't really get a hangover with wine. <gasps> I do. At least not white wine. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I don't lately. Oh. I don't know what's going on. because you're having more? <laughs> you're building your tolerance? And I just always feel <laughs> shitty. <laughs> That's probably Can't why. tell the difference? <laughs> nope. This could be a hangover. It could just, just could be my, be my life. life. <laughs> I'll drink terrible. more and find out. <laughs> nope, just my life. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. No. 
I'm good. I just have allergies. Same. Allergies are the worst. God, they're awful. And then you told me about that article about allergy oh, yeah. medicine being bad. I'm like, no! My fuck. <laughs> so I haven't been taking anything. I'm no! Just been like, I'll send you what I take. Okay. Because I don't I don't want to be without allergy medicine living where I live, where it's like farm country and everything mm-hmm. is like no. dusty. Yep. Not Which good. is why I'm constantly sniffling and I sound, well, I am a mouth breather anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> All right. Shall we get started? We shall. Okay. I'm going to start with my news highlighting a famous black woman. Cool. But she didn't become famous when she was an adult. She was a child. What? Cool. Her name is Claudette Colvin. And a quote from her, she was born in 1940. A quote from her says, As a teenager, I kept thinking, why don't the adults around here just say something? Say it so they know we don't accept segregation. I knew then, and I know that when it comes to justice, there is no easy way to get it. You can't sugarcoat it. You have to take a stand and say, this is not right. And I did. So, on March 2nd, 1955, she refused to give up her seat on a Montgomery, Alabama bus. Oh. And she did this before Rosa Parks. Wow. And she was 14? Uh, she was 15. So, let's see. I'm going to read. So I brave. think she was 15. I'm just going to read you this little biography. Okay. Major, major movements and revolutions in history are marked by big events, but are always comprised of smaller events, which often go overlooked. Claudette Colvin's story is one of these significant overlooked events. Her place in the civil rights movement could have been one of the most prominent ones, yet her name and contributions were minimized and all but hidden away. Claudette Colvin's story begins as a young girl growing up in segregated segregated Montgomery, Alabama. She knew firsthand of the humiliation and violence that could be wrought on black people if they did not toe the line of Jim Crow. Her friend had been put to death for an innocent flirtatious gesture toward a white girl. Colvin, a studious child, was determined to get the best education possible, become a lawyer, and fight for civil rights. On March 2nd, 1955, however, Colvin's life changed forever. The 15-year-old boarded a segregated city bus on her way home from school, her mind filled with what she'd been learning during Negro History Week. At one stop, several white passengers got on, and the bus driver ordered her and three others to move, though there were other seats available for the white passengers. Three got up, Colvin stayed. As she said... Um, As she says, I felt like Sojourner Truth was pushing down on one shoulder and Harriet Tubman was pushing down on the other, saying, sit down, girl. I was glued to my seat. Colvin's refusal led to her arrest. She was taken off the bus by two police officers whose behavior made her fear she might be raped. Charged with violating segregation laws, misconduct, and resisting arrest, her conviction and subsequent probation left Colvin feeling she would never get the education and achieve profession she so desired. That's an understandable fear. Yeah. Uh, The African-American community was outraged. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. came to Montgomery to fight her arrest and leaders in the citizens... uh, Leaders in the civil rights movement sought a way to end bus segregation. They looked at Claudette Colvin as a potential face of the movement. As Colvin's friend Reverend Johnson told her, everyone prays for freedom. We've all been praying and praying, but you're different. You want your answer the next morning, and I think you've just brought the revolution to Montgomery. However, she was deemed too young and her complexion too dark to be the right fit. Then she became pregnant by a man whose name Colvin will not disclose, and that was that. 
Nine months later, Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a bus, and the boycott that was contemplated when Colvin was arrested began. Parks was educated, older, lighter-skinned, and a seamstress. Although her refusal to move was not directly planned, she was part of the civil rights movement. She had been trained for civil disobedience by the NAACP. Claudette Colvin's role was not over, however. She and three other young women who were harassed on that bus in 1955 were the plaintiffs in a lawsuit filed in 1956 that challenged the constitutionality of the segregated buses. It was called Browder versus Gale and went all the way to the Supreme Court. The court decided that Montgomery's bus segregation was in violation of the 14th Amendment, which was a huge victory for civil yes. rights. Yes. Yeah. So rather than seeing her name on par with Rosa Parks, for the strength and courage she demonstrated for in defying segregation, Claudette Colvin has been largely forgotten. Um, there is a book called Claudette Colvin Twice Toward Justice by Philip Hoos, and it tells her story. And there's another, a one-woman performance titled Rage is Not a One-Day Thing. Uh, Claudette Colvin um, herself now speaks about her, her remarkable story. Wow. I can't even... I totally um, did not know she existed. <laughs> that sucks. I'd like, I can't even imagine. And she just did that on her own. She's like, no, fuck this. I'm. I mean, what I mean by that is, I can't imagine being 15 and having, mm-hmm. dealing with that kind of responsibility, let alone mm-hmm. it, like, to put myself in her shoes. Maybe one thing, because, like, to be a 15-year-old white person or female Mm -hmm. standing up for something but i can't that's amazing how she took it all the way to the supreme court too that's so cool yeah she's red Mm -hmm. that's all i gotta say because that she's fucking cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a badass Mm -hmm. and i wish i knew about her way sooner (laughs) i know that's well that's what i like about doing this is that i'm learning and i'm helping us learn a little bit more every episode yeah she should I be hope known. you guys appreciate it too <laughs> yeah i do because like i said she's a badass 15 mm-hmm. that's wild i know I 15 love year old now are like i don't even useless. know what they do 100% yeah useless. <laughs> most of the time they're like... trying to get free shit by posting pictures of themselves yeah. mostly naked yeah like do you but in comparison mm-hmm mm-hmm oh one's doing things that were way more important (laughs) i do say so myself oh by the way she went on to be an american nurse aide wow she didn't end up doing law law but still yeah she's still amazing doesn't diminish her amazingness nope all right tell me news something tells me this article is gonna be really dumb (laughs) and it's probably the picture that is of Annabelle the doll from the oh, movie God. No. with sunglasses on and a huge bottle of champagne next to her. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something we would do. It, it does. <laughs> Creepy doll Annabelle is just as restless in quarantine as everyone else. <laughs> sure she is so creepy doll annabelle is facing her own sort of quarantine unable to shoot more spooky movies she's forced to live on the new line cinema lot more or less entirely (laughs) alone how has she been coping according to this film short about as well as everyone else which is to say could be better recently published on the warner brothers pictures youtube channel the short film is a depiction of how annabelle is handling the whole quarantine thing (laughs) showing a time-lapse of her lonely time at the New Line Cinema studio, <laughs> going from some calm repose to a variety of relatable 
quarantine activity. <laughs> she so watches stupid. movies. She makes food. She even has a drink or two. But just like us non-murderous mortals, she ultimately gets pretty restless. Staying inside most of the time is just rough, whether you're haunting the New Line offices or just trying to figure out what to do in your apartment. According to Deadline, this short was filmed by some properly social distance uh, peeps from New Line before making the rounds internally at Warner Brothers. It was popular enough that they decided to release it publicly, and what better day than National Doll Day, which is apparently a very real holiday dedicated to, presumably, the very real terror of the dolls her grandmother collects in that one cabinet you pretend to never see. (laughs) Stupid. I want to watch this short so bad. Well, to watch this, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> it looked really dumb. <laughs> uh, Anvil, you could guess. <laughs> I still stand by the fact that they messed up big time by picking that doll. They should have done Raggedy Ann doll because yep. that would have been so creepy. Because I believe, like I said again in past episodes. Floppy doll walking around is mm-hmm. way scarier than like porcelain doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because also, what what like sinister force makes a floppy doll stand? <laughs> and what does it even look like? <laughs> also, if floppy doll is running. <laughs> What does that mean? I guess, okay, pluses. You can't hear her because she has, like, soft mm-hmm. feet. Silencio. Mm-hmm. She's like a Prius. Think <laughs> right on you. She's a Prius. <laughs> but other Haunted thing objects. is, Annabelle has, like, she can, like, hit you and you'll feel it. Like, doll Annabelle from movies. Uh-huh. Um, from movie fame, Annabelle. But, like, real one, she can't really... She, like, soft punches you like a kitty cat. She could smother you in your sleep. Hmm, yeah. With her doll body. With her yarn hair. <laughs> <laughs> like a little car wash. <laughs> so I took a picture of a picture from when I was a child, and I have a picture of me surrounded by all of my stuffed animals and my Raggedy Ann doll that so is great. basically that doll. What if you saw that picture and they were all Raggedy Ann dolls only? <laughs> In the pile. I'd be like, what happened? (laughs) I'll define mine. I know I have them. I think I told you that. Yours, I think, was bigger than mine. Oh, my goodness. But (laughs) I do have her. Mm -hmm. And I know I have Andy somewhere, too. Mm, Yeah, I definitely I got her side piece. Did I have Andy? I don't know. My mom would know. I... I don't know. After everything burned up in the house, I'm like, I don't know what I had. Yeah. Except for whatever is in the pictures. (laughs) But... Way scarier. That is cool. Does that mean two... I guess she doesn't need a mouth to talk, right? No. She can just project noises because it's a demon. I think so. I mean, I like that... I don't know. Can she turn her head? <laughs> it's like the Batman from, like, the, from yeah. like the 90s Batman where you just, like, fully like, turn. Ah! Like, neck brace. <laughs> he never actually turned his head. He had to turn his whole torso. It's my favorite. <laughs> Batman over here. <laughs> That's him turning. Well, he did this weird like head dip where he Yeah, you like, can't. <laughs> you can't. Oh, so awkward. Was it Val Kilmer? Who? No. Val Kilmer was awkward. 
George Clooney was, I think, perhaps the most stiff looking one. I can't remember how <laughs> how stiff. Oh my goodness, uh, Michael Keaton was. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Batman. Who was the stiffest Batman? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! When you like mm. to know, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid oh my god have we gone over if uh what's his name new batman is he dreamboat new batman what's his name dark knight christian bale is he dreamboaty oh. uh, how do you feel about that i don't really what's the best him. christian bale probably batman not when he's in the hole oh my god man. <laughs> batman though right when he's in that hole definitely not uh, you're <laughs> no asking what's like the mo- what is the most dreamy Christian Bale? Yeah, if we're gonna throw a Christian Bale in the ring to come on the dreamboat, which one are we throwing? American Psycho. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're all lined up. We gotta tell which one okay. comes aboard. <laughs> we have. We need to pick our prize fighter, <laughs> Christian Bale. <laughs> I think. I mean, if we're comparing our best Christian Bale <laughs> to our best Billy Zane, I think our best Billy, Billy Zane is going wins forever. <laughs> forever, Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane, if we are going up against two other people who are picking their best Christian Bale, <laughs> we're throwing our best Zane in, and we will win every time. <laughs> Zane is number one. <laughs> We need Zane 2020 shirts or 2022 or whatever the hell the next presidential year is. We need that. I've given up. I don't follow any of it anymore. I hate everybody, but put Zane on that ballot. Your girl's going to Zane every time. (laughs) I will vote. I will vote for that. Mm hmm. That's my, that's, his, that's my slogan for the shirt. I will vote for that. <laughs> Makes no sense. Oh, my God. Oh, I feel Zane. hope. You feel hope? <laughs> oh, man. Life is better when talking about Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, the... I don't know. Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Time for the stiffest. They both had <laughs> nipples on their bat suit. Ew. Which is really creepy. It's weird because me. that implies that <laughs> they're so forceful <laughs> that they're poking through this insane Batman suit armor. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, that's a thing. Two things. <laughs> zing, zing. Zane oh. should have been Batman. Oh, that would be that a great really Batman. Good. All right. So, shall we get started? I think we. Okay. I think we should. All right. What are we talking about today? The Rendell Sham <laughs> Forest <laughs> Incident. 
What kind of incident is it, Erica? It's a UFO incident. Yay! Your favorite. Whoop, whoop. Bow, bow, bow. I love how just talking about them never makes you accept it anymore. Not accept it as in, like, you don't, like, you believe in it or something. But Oh, you mean, like, just that uh, you still hate them. What do you call that type of therapy where you're, like, exposure therapy? Is that I, it? I was going to say, like, exposure yeah. therapy, I guess. I don't I know mean, if that's it. Uh, yeah, I just don't like it. <laughs> By it, I mean <laughs> all those aliens. <laughs> I don't like them. Well, it was technically an alien, so you were right. Yeah, I don't like that it either. <laughs> <laughs> that guy can just go out the back door and never come back in. Oh, my God. <laughs> he can just leave to go get cigarettes or groceries and then yeah, just never come back home. He can home. be that dad that <laughs> never comes back home. <laughs> but everyone's stoked he did it. <laughs> No one's sorry that he never came back. <laughs> yep. Dude, oh, I'll talk about it later. No, no, tell that me. That reminded not. me of an unsolved mystery update. Mm. Okay, you know the one Give me that. the the lady who went missing from her hair salon? Yep, hair salon lady. Okay. So, one of the things that um the I don't know, I think it was the director came forward on a podcast. Wait. Hold on. Sidebar, guys. Major spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the new Unsolved Mystery on Netflix, if you haven't, maybe pause. Go watch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, the husband, within 24 hours of her going missing, Mm -hmm. he changed all the locks on his house. Right. Because he didn't want his the kid to come back. That's insane, though, because that implies that he thinks she's, like, not coming back. Like, it has so many bad implications. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? that well, you uh, and I said that that guy was totally He's dumb. horrible. Like, just <laughs> arrest him. I don't care if he has an alibi. <laughs> His alibi's a little too perfect. Yeah, and he's too cocky about, like, hey, yeah, I got one of those alibis, guys. And I'm not going to let her son see her ashes or have yeah, them or like, whatever. I was like, that's really messed you? up, man. Dick, yeah. They think that, though, they have, I mean, they just need to look into the freaking car that was there. That, whatever it was. Altima? Like suburban. Oh, oh. There's, like, a blue Altima that was there during the time. It's like, two mm-hmm. people saw it. Mm-hmm. Look that shit up, guys. Type Actually, because of Unsolved Mysteries, I started to, like, I would watch it, catch it from time to time when I was younger, and they'd be like, if you have seen a, you know, a car or whatever, and I'm like, I don't know anything about cars, or I don't know anything what car, like, I don't memorize cars, so mm-hmm. ever since then, I learned about, like, I would learn, like, that's, that's a Nissan Altima. That's a Ford Raptor. Like, that's a, you know, oh, I would be yeah. able to tell cars by their headlights, by their taillights. And it's funny because Sean and I will get into, like, little debates when we're in car trips. And I'm like, oh, no, that's a, that's a Cadillac or, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, well, um, good call. And I'm like, I need to know these things because if I see an unsolved mystery. You need and to be able like, to report it accurately. Did you see this kind of car? And I can be like, yeah, I did. That's awesome. I don't do that, but I do a weirdo (laughs) version of that. That is, if I see something weird happening Mm -hmm. and, like, in a car or parking lot and they're near it, I, like, will repeat the license plate a billion times if I Mm. don't have time to write it down or if I'm driving on my phone. So I'm like, okay, I have, like, I did it, like, a couple weeks ago in our neighborhood because there was somebody who was driving a truck and the kid that was with them, like, 
looked like super upset and I was like oh they're probably just mad at their dad but I was mm-hmm. like what if they're not I need to get that license plate <laughs> like what if I get like a like an amber alert or something that's mm-hmm. like the exact same truck and I'm like ah! like yeah, I have the license plate now you can track the guy <laughs> you know who he is <laughs> or at least you know where where he's been mm-hmm. so I totally oh. understand that oh well I think yeah, everybody yeah, should be a little psychotic. more observant because it's really easy to get like lost in podcasts. <laughs> it's easy to get lost in things and that you're listening to and Billy Zane, and everything, and Billy Zane and Batman nipples. So <laughs> always lost in those. <laughs> so pointy, <laughs> but really, like we need to try to be more observant because I have a feeling that the rate of unsolved mystery cases that are getting solved has probably gone down. Mm. Now it might be going <laughs> because, back up, though. Oh well, goodness. now it is because people are getting... Oh, my goodness. People are getting more interested again. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We were talking about UFOs. How did we get on this? Because I'm insane. Okay. All right. So this is a big one. This is like... The UK's Roswell, mm-hmm. as far as like mm, people knowing about it and impact. Just like how people know about Billy Zane. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know I do. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'd vote for that. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Continue. Sorry. Okay. So I'm going to be. Um, doing a reading of <laughs> the article <laughs> from All That Is Interesting. Um, this one's crazy. I guess at the end we can talk about if we believe or not. Mm, okay. I feel like we'll have feelings one way or another. We'll have some feelings and comments. Yes. Because okay. it's, um, it's a little spooky dooky. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of physical evidence, which yeah. is a little creepy. It's not just, I see crap in the sky. Mm-hmm. No, don't like that visual. All right. <laughs> Poop in the sky? I don't like it. Okay, Mr. continue. Um, the Rendlesham Forest incident was December mm-hmm. 1980, and it might be the strangest potential UFO sighting most of us have never heard of. Unless you're probably from, like, England. I want uh, yeah. So shout out England <laughs> listeners. <laughs> shout out England <laughs> listeners. Yeah, all of it. The queen. We she definitely listens. listens. <laughs> I know she's listening right now. Commonly. She's like, oh, they like Billy Zane too? Oh, <laughs> oh my so goodness. Commonly <laughs> <laughs> referred to as Britain's Roswell. It's rather well known in England and ranks among the most head scratching tales in ufology. Hmm, okay. Oh, my. <laughs> Goodness. According to Alice Obscura, <laughs> the unnerving encounter took place in Rendlesham Forest in Suffolk, England, between the U.S. Air Force Bases Woodbridge and Bent Waters. Soldiers mm-hmm. working there at the time claimed to have witnessed an unidentified, totally bizarre object. After uh, soldiers followed oh, <laughs> the triangular, I don't like the triangle-shaped ones. Dude, you don't like any of the shapes. Every time there's okay. a different shape, you say you don't like that Triangle shape. Triangle is number two. <laughs> What's number Who is number two? <laughs> I don't like triangle because it's like, uh-huh. uh, it's it's got specific orders. 
that triangle, and I don't like it. What do you mean it's got specific letters? Like, that's, like, the special one they bring out, and it's there to be mean. Oh, that's, like, the kingship? It's aggressive. Oh. I don't want that. I like circle if I had to have one. Give me circle. (laughs) There's no sharp I like circle. (laughs) Number one I don't like is that weird-ass key-shaped one that we saw. That thing can go die in a ditch. (laughs) You guys can check that out on our Patreon. I hate that UFO. That was terrible. That thing, it has very specific orders, and I do not need to be around when they are executed <laughs> i almost don't even want to talk about it because i feel like it will appear it i know <laughs> i don't want to talk about it don't anymore. like that guy don't talk about him oh, it's <laughs> we no longer refer to it from this point on um side note uh billy zane fans guess what they're called zanies zaniacs oh <laughs> And they actually have a proper fan club where we can get t-shirts. Oh, let's join. <laughs> Sorry, continue. About I'm very excited that. really that. important case. That's breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> so soldiers, I get it. They're soldiers, so they're like inherently brave. They're following triangular shaped craft. Just <laughs> gross. I would you slowly move backwards. <laughs> You're like, I saw nothing. Okay, bye. No, guys, it was absolutely nothing. We have triangle birds here. Super common. Super common. They're migrating. <laughs> That's what's happening. It disappeared at an extraordinary speed, but not nope. without a light show first. This Ooh. encounter was too overwhelming not to report, leading <laughs> to the infamous halt memo drafted by the deputy base commander, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt, who led a party into the forest. The account remains disquieting to this day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just don't like it. It was so shocking. I feel like this is torture to make you read it, but I also feel like it's necessary for your your healing. It was so shocking (laughs) that then Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher allegedly said, don't tell the people. (laughs) Oh, my. Don't tell the people. (laughs) We have no idea what she said. I do. Did you not just hear me? Okay. So this is how this shit went down. It was about 3 a.m., December okay. 26, Gross. 1980. Christmas. We were just twinkles at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Which Halt reported as the 27th in his memo. Because he was probably so messed up from this bullshit, he didn't even know what day it was. So um, the incident apparently began when two security patrolmen near the eastern gate of the Royal Air Force Woodbridge saw lights in the forest. Considering the integrity Mm-mm. of their base's security, they asked permission to venture outside to investigate what they thought was a downed craft. The flight chief permitted up to three patrolmen to do so, after which they encountered a, quote, strange glowing object in the forest. Yuck. Ew. Mm, gross, gross, mm. gross. The triangular gross vessel was metallic. <laughs> Did they describe it as gross? Yes, they did. Is that did. what they said? They said that? <laughs> to the highest ranking officer, that is what they said to them. <laughs> they said, it is gross. It is Don't gross. come out here. <laughs> it had three legs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. <laughs> ten... that up? Nope. Oh. <laughs> and was about 10 feet across. Oh, my goodness. And oh. six and a half feet high. Oh, my. Oh. That's odd. Goodness. I don't like that. <laughs> 10 feet across. 
So it's not big. Oh my god, no. That's that's mean. Oh my god. That's <laughs> that's what things got even stranger. Oh my god, no. And wholly unbelievable to skeptics convinced mm. we've uh, never been visited by intelligent life. Halt oh. wrote. It illuminated the entire forest with a white light. The object itself had pulsing red light on top (laughs) and a bank of blue lights underneath. The object was hovering or Uh on legs as the patrolman Uh approached the object. It maneuvered Uh through the trees and disappeared. At this time, the animals on a nearby farm went into a frenzy. Uh-uh. The craft was spotted again one hour later near the back gate of the base before disappearing again. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> All right. The following day, officials returned to the site and clearly noted three depressions in the ground where the object had been spotted. Local police were called to the scene to corroborate these findings. While the officers noted the three impressions in the ground, they thought they could have been made by an animal. Now yeah, that's uh. called denial. I was going to say, why do they always try to equate I, it to something that they can see? I don't know. Like, why can't oh, they just say, an we don't know what this is. Yeah. So we just don't okay. know. <laughs> why do they have to put labels on it? They don't know. So just say, we don't know totally what made do. this. After confirming the one and a half foot deep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> foot <laughs> diameter inference. The soldiers conducted rigorous. <laughs> <laughs> Radiation tests. <laughs> On December 28th, reported as the 29th by halt, they found that beta gamma readings of 0.1 millirotgens relatinos <laughs> were recorded with peak readings in the three depressions and near the center of the triangle formed by the depressions. Okay, so there was radiation in the holes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> They have radioactive holes. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All recorded this all on a cassette recorder. A copy known as the Halt Tape was released Mm -hmm. in 1984 by base commander Colonel Sam Morgan. Uh It not only includes Halt investigating the forest and taking radiation readings, but also the sighting of bizarre lights that very night. Apparently, Halt and his men spotted a red sun-like light through the forest trees. Halt claimed that it moved... Oh, no. (laughs) What? Halt claimed that it, quote, moved about and pulsed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) While throwing glowing particles off its primary body. (laughs) No. And then bringing it five separate objects before it disappearing. That is inappropriate. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a show. Uh, Hulk claimed that immediately after the disappearance, three star-like objects were observed in the night sky. Ooh. These objects, two to the north and one to the south, moved at high speeds and made sharp, angular movements while flashing Ew. red, green, and blue lights. Oh. At least they had fun colors. <sighs> okay. At least they're far away at that point. Yeah. This is good. This is good. I like the color choice. The <laughs> northern objects moved in an elliptical fashion before turning Ew. to full circles. Nope. 
The southern object is clearly visible for two to three hours. Oh, I no, can't I have that be going that's on. That's too long. That's way too long. I need it to be like zoom, zoom, gone. I can be freaked out for about thirty seconds, but if I continue, yeah, to then see you it gotta happening. you gotta mm. teleport. You got you gotta go somewhere. Gotta some make a call forest. to Mossman. <laughs> gotta call Mossman and Bigfoot and say, guys, please get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I simply cannot. Um, <laughs> that is gross. Okay. Then, after the two to three hours, uh, and often beamed a stream of light down toward Earth. Oh. Oh, That's I hate disgusting. that. That's disgusting. That's not okay. That's not okay. <laughs> All right. You, you, you continue. <laughs> I've upset myself. <laughs> Uh, so we found an gross article that shows 21 facts about the unresolved incident. <clears throat> I'm not going to read all 21 facts because a lot of it's covered by what Erica was talking about before. But these are some things that people claim could, could have caused it. Uh, one of the facts is it's one of the few officially documented UFO sightings where witnesses claim to have seen a craft land. When we say officially mm. documented, we mean with the government and by the government. And it wasn't the United States government that likes to hide things up until this year. So, <laughs> which, by the way, have those documents really been released yet? I don't think the they... ones that they're recently talking about, mm -hmm. like here. No, but they're saying how it's going to go is like when something happens, it sounds like they will disclose it. <sighs> so they're going to like piecemeal information is kind of what it sounds like. I don't know. Which to me does not sound good. That makes it sound like they are hiding a lot. Yeah, and it's like, are you gearing up for something, too? Like, I don't know. Can that happen after we've died? Because I don't know if I'm prepared for that. I don't know. Okay. Well. Maybe. We'll write the Billy Zane fan club and see what they say. <laughs> see what the Zaniacs have to say. Uh... Uh, so to give a little bit further description of what was seen that night, there's actually a U.S. Air Force officer that was one of the people that investigated the downed craft. Mm -hmm. um, his name was John Burroughs. He described agitated animals and red and blue lights near a farmhouse. And in a witness statement published in 1981, he said the woods lit up and you could hear the farm animals making a lot of noises, which don't animals always react weird? Usually, um, I feel like they're so intuitive that, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, how many times have you heard, like, before a natural disaster or something, animals kind of get out of town? Because mm -hmm. they can sense a lot more than we can. Yeah, so I would assume... Magnetism, etc. It would totally make sense that they'd be aware of something about to happen. <laughs> right? They're way more in tune with nature than most people. Yeah. We're like, eh, it's just gas. Animals <laughs> are like, no... A UFO is coming, you assholes. I know gas, and that's not gas. Guys <laughs> <Yeah>. are <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> uh, so he said that you could see the lights down by a farmer's house on the forest edge. We climbed over the fence and started walking toward the red and blue lights, and they just disappeared. Officer Jim Penston's witness account describes it covered in hieroglyphic-like characters. I estimated it to be about three meters tall and about three meters wide at the base. No landing gear was apparent, but it seemed like it was 
seemed like she was on fixed legs. I moved a little closer, walked around the craft, and finally I walked right up to the craft. I noticed the fabric of the shell was more like a smooth, opaque black glass. That would be so confusing to me. Ugh. You know what's so creepy about one of the many creepy things about UFOs? Is it's like so rarely like do you see... They're like blacked out, which I don't like. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, how are you seeing? Is this like too, like, oh, I just don't like it. You know, it's weird. It's, look, it just makes it more scary and foreign looking. Like, where, how, do, how does this work? <laughs> this is something that I imagine you would also deal with. In, so in the encounter in Randlesham Forest book, Penniston wrote, I left the forest a different man. I was in awe of the technology and, yes, a knowing that it was not an aircraft which could have been manufactured in 1980 or even now. Both Penniston and Burroughs have since suffered from PTSD. In mm-hmm. recent years, Penniston claimed that the craft telep- or telepathically transmitted binary code into his brain. Ugh. I hate that. Also, we tried to read the Telegraph article, but it was behind a paywall, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But Burroughs, Penniston, and uh, Colonel Halt have been the most vocal in saying they believe what they saw was extraterrestrial in origin, but they are not the only eyewitnesses. Uh, Sergeant Adrian Bustinza, a security police commander who investigated the incident at the time, said, "When When I arrived at the scene, it was going in and out through the trees, and at one stage it was hovering. Mm, I didn't know about that guy. (laughs) Mm -mm. Um, I just don't like this. Yeah. It's weird. It's so creepy to me that they... It happened two nights in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't like that part. What was it doing in the forest? What was it doing there? That's what I don't get. It's like, what is their mission? I like, don't know. What, what is their purpose? I want to know what their purpose is. So I was reading an article recently about, like, UFOs, because there's been a bunch of it because of the our government and mm-hmm. disclosing more things, supposedly. Yeah. And... Someone was talking about how they think it's weird that... So, if we do have UFOs that are making it all the way to here, that means, like, Mm -hmm. their technology is so much more advanced. And it's like, why would they even bother with us? Because we're so... Far behind? Yeah. Like, what do they Mm -hmm. gain from that? And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, that's not... I mean, that, that makes a good point. Like, why would they? And then other people are saying, like... Maybe we're, like, a science experiment. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Or maybe they're... I, they could just be curious, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But some people are arguing, like, hey, like, most of these sightings are over, like, military bases. Mm-hmm. Which I've heard this before, yeah. Some people think that points to it being more of, like, other countries, like, spying with, like, some kind of... New drone technology. that mm-hmm. we don't understand. I don't know. But I've also heard the flip side of that where they think that, yeah, it's aliens and they are coming near our nuclear power plants and stuff. And that they're kind of investigating to see where we're at in technology just to see if we're going to destroy ourselves or not. Yeah, I mean, that can be a thing. I don't know. I still kind of like the, like, it's us from the future seeing, like, if we've messed up. <laughs> or, like, we change, <laughs> or where we they changed up. the timeline and, like, if it's working so far. <laughs> I don't Umbrella know. Umbrella Academy coming out of Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, my thing is, too, like, even if they are far more advanced than us, if I, 
Maybe they're lonely and they just want friends, so that's why they came down here. Yeah, or maybe they're extremely smart, but they did something extremely stupid on their planet and it's dying. Just because you're mm. advanced doesn't mean you're you have common sense. Yeah, we've pretty much proven that. Right? <laughs> like, so I don't get that. I think uh, if their tech is way a superior, I think that doesn't get rid of the idea that they're still dumbasses sometimes. <laughs> you know? Like, don't rule that out. Right? Yeah. I mean, because if you go back to, like... They're not perfect beings. No. And if you go back to civilizations that are crazy, like, asshole thousands and thousands of years ago, like, they did things that were probably smarter than things we do now. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I always think it's interesting, like, people put, like, uh, I don't know, like a pigeon down. It's like, oh, they're so stupid. And it's like, mm-hmm. not really. They've adapted from being wherever they were native to, and now they can live literally in any city, anywhere, in any weather, thrive, like, find food, good place to sleep. If I was thrown in the woods right now, I would die so fast. Raccoon <laughs> would live forever compared to me. <laughs> So if you, you know, like if you level the playing field, like you're not always as smart as you think you are, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that same approach should be given to aliens. Like unless they're like AI and there's like no human error involved. But even Mm -hmm. then, did an alien write the AI code? Then maybe there is. They could still be stupid. (laughs) Okay. That's all I have to say on that. That's my Still TED Talk. could be an idiot. I like that. That was a good TED Talk. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs> Great. I'll sign. I'll sign pictures of myself. And statements. So as recently as 2015, the then 75-year-old Colonel Halt announced that he had obtained written statements from radar operators at the RAF Brentwaters and nearby Wadisham Air, uh, Airfield that an unknown object was, in fact, tracked at the time of the incident. As per the BBC, Halt claimed that they had not wanted to come forward until after they had retired from their military roles. <laughs> Convenient. Well, that's like all of the military in the United States. I get it, but it sucks. Um, I have confirmation that Brentwater's radar operators saw the object go across their 60-mile, which is 90-kilometer scope, in two or three seconds, thousands of miles an hour. He came back across their scope again, stopped near the water tower. They watched it and observed it go into the forest where we were. Is it lost? Sometimes I think, too, like, did someone just steal the spaceship? Oh. oh, maybe. Oh, is that Punky? That's Punky. <laughs> All right, demon. He's got gas. <laughs> oh, my sweet demon. My sweet demon familiar. <laughs> yeah, maybe he is lost. Or, like, he came to Earth, smoked some weed. <laughs> smoked that sweet, sweet green. <laughs> <laughs> Someone dared him to see how fast he could fly through the forest. <laughs> And then you have this incident. Why not? Wouldn't it be great if the UFOs were just, like, teenagers taking over mom and dad's car? Oh, dude. And and getting stupid? I mean, it could be. Things sometimes are not as magical as they may seem. (laughs) It could be stupid. 
Just some jackass aliens that are uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm going to fuck up and scare the stupid humans. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shine the light down. And like the, how they don't know if it was hovering or like the landing gear was down. It's, that sounds drunk. <laughs> I don't know if I should put the feet down. I don't know. Just hover for a bit. I don't know. I guess I'll put them down. Now I can't put them back up. <laughs> Shit. Shit, let's just go. <laughs> I can yes. see <laughs> you know, when we eventually go to England, there is a Randlesham Forest UFO trail. Love. We can actually go on a hike. We can go solve it. Mm-hmm. And in 2015, a dog walker posted a fresh video of UFO footage from Randlesham Forest. Gross. No, good. No. Don't like that. Don't like <laughs> it at all. Um, I... Want to see what this little bit is about that I have. I want to know the arguments against it. Okay. Being shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Apparently, there are six notable problemos with Halt's claims. Mm, uh Uh-oh. So, one of them is that he originally, originally failed to mention the nearby Orford Ness Lighthouse, which could be responsible for some of the lights. Later, he tried to say, no, 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 no. The lighthouse was about 40 degrees to the right of where he saw the mysterious light. However, photographs and maps revealed the lighthouse was nearly in line with the direction he claimed to see the UFO. Ew. Other oddities include Halt failing to mention a laser-like beam of light coming near his feet in his original audio recording or memo. While making a point to include the shocking claim in several interviews since 1980. Oh. Finally, Halt's claim that several airmen were present and saw hit, uh, the laser beam is dubious, at least. I mm. did read that as he got older, his claims became more hyperbolic and exaggerated. Mm. But I don't... That doesn't mean he's lying, though. No, I just worry that it became one of those tales, like... Yeah, like the his, fish it, I caught was <laughs> two inches versus mm, 20. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I like, and... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Poor guy. Poor um, guy. Also, Airman Tim Gersick who was on duty at the time, firmly denied seeing any such beams as did base commander Colonel Ted Conrad Halt Superior. That doesn't mean anything. That's that just someone's word versus someone else's and mm-hmm. that, whatever. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So Conrad was furious when Halt claimed in his affidavit that he believes a cover-up occurred on behalf of both the U.S. and the U.K. Mm. Hmm. All right. Well, and I have a story about... The, the military interest and their, cov- their supposed cover up okay Let, let's see or i think there's claims. a couple more yeah yeah please um so according to the daily mail it's been claimed that britain's special air service parachuted in uh to woodbridge complex in august 1980 and were later captured and subjugated to intense interrogation After their release, the troopers made no complaint at their rough treatment, but were determined to get their own back on the uh, United States Air Force for beating that they received. Okay, for the beating that they received, said British X-Files expert Dr. David Clark. I want to be that guy with that job. (laughs) 
British X Files expert. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? Huh? You do what, Sir David Clark? <laughs> I need to get in oh. on that. In oh. particular, their repeated characterization as aliens sowed the seeds of a plan. They said they called us aliens, right? We'll show them what aliens really look like. The theory oh. posits that this group of disgruntled soldiers used helium balloons, colored flares, and lights that were tactically remote controlled across the sky to fool U.S. Oh. and U.K. personnel. Hmm. That's funny. Oh. I love that. Yeah, okay. I hope they did. All right. Cool. I don't know. Okay, tell me about this cover-up. Well, that's actually kind of what this explains. So Nick Redfern, he's a British researcher. He thinks, he says, I'm certain one of the most famous UFO cases of all time was really just a secret series of top-secret experiments using holograms, mind control programs, deception, disinformation, conspiracies, com- blah, 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 conspiracies and cover-ups. The shocking truth of a 40-year-old mystery can now be revealed. What? That's no- That's insane, though. He acts like that's nothing. The whole situation was nothing but an incredible, disturbing series of tests to see just how far the human mind could be manipulated and how such technologies could potentially one day play significant roles on the battlefield. In his, con- in his controversial new book, The Rendlesham Forest UFO Conspiracy, Nick suggests that hallucinogens uh, that they use hallucinogens to affect some of the men and advanced holograms to create images of UFOs. It just describes what goes on, what went on in the forest. So the incident sparked questions in the House of Parliament, but defense chiefs at the time said it was of no defense significance. It has even been suggested that it was a prank launched by the SAS in revenge for a brutal interrogation of one of their men days earlier, like you said. Okay. Nick, who has written over 40 books on unsolved mysteries, added, clearly exposing military personnel to advanced hologram-based technology in those woods and late at night would have been a perfect way of gauging just how successful the manufactured visions and or how how successfully the manufactured visions had achieved their goals. Those goals were create uh, the creation of a holographic UFO that could interact with not just the environment, but with those who were in its presence, too. There's also evidence that at least some of the men were affected by hallucinogens. Where he got that information, I do not know. Huh. <laughs> what? But anyway, so that guy has strong feelings about it not being visitors, but the British government. <sighs> I don't know. I think it happened. I agree. And I think something happened. I think there was a UFO Uh, that was of alien nature. Okay. Not just unidentified something. Like I think an an alien spaceship Mm -hmm. was doodling around that forest. And (laughs) (laughs) I think that because Mm -hmm. I trust the animals that were Mm -hmm. upset by it. Okay. That's a fair assessment. I trust them. They they don't lie. Why would the animals give a crap about a hologram? Nope. Yeah, they wouldn't. They'd be like, no. And they don't think they would even really care about a laser beam. They'd be like, that. they'd notice it and probably be like... Would they even notice it? Probably not. Yeah, they, just, they not. wouldn't care. They're like, okay, cool. Leave me alone. Let me sleep because it's late. Yeah, I'm I got tired. lots of grass to eat tomorrow. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm cute. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go off of them. Okay, I agree. I think it was a teenager alien that took mom's car (laughs) and was dicking around on a weekend with his buddies. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with that. I don't care that Halt had some inconsistencies. I think that's completely acceptable considering how messed up this situation would be to live through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I don't think he would have them go out in the woods the next day to show him all this stuff and he knew he could get in trouble. Yeah, that's like a huge waste of military resources, so why would he bother yeah, doing that? Because that could get him in deep shit. Yeah, that, I mean, that's... No, that doesn't make sense to me either. There are definitely pranks worth pulling, but that would not be I don't think a prank... I don't, I don't know. I just don't no, see I mean, them like, doing he it. Wouldn't no, no, think, and yeah. the other thing with the prank, like, I don't think they would do it two days in a row. Maybe they would, mm. but I just don't think so. That seems very irresponsible, I <laughs> and I hope that people leave. that are in charge of weapons wouldn't do something like that. <laughs> but then again, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I do too. I think it's real. What I'm going to do is we were going to read um, the transcript, but it is 18 minutes long in on tape. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to include the audio at the very end of our episode today so if you guys want to stay and listen to it it's an additional 18 minutes of halt going out there and then seeing the red lights i'm going to also include a link to this website uh ianridpath.com he has a full transcript of the tapes as well which is really helpful to read along with but uh yeah this guy's website ianridpath.com he's pretty cool like this is like super nerdy guy that i just I really dig his glasses. He's got some good ones. <laughs> but okay. he's written a lot of books, and he is very invested in this case. Love. He's dedicated a lot of time and a lot of effort to this, so I want to make sure he gets the credit that he deserves. So, yeah, I'll include that at the end, guys. So stick around and listen to it if you want. Ignore it if you don't. <laughs> won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I think it's real. I do, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why not? Any more to, to add? No, just that I believe. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag I'd vote for that. Oh, <laughs> Zane 2020. <laughs> Make America Zane again. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, we need to spin the wheel. <laughs> Is one of our topics Billy? <laughs> We'll find out. Or Batman nipples. Oh, wow. Oh, great. Play that ditty. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay, what? I'm really excited about this. I am truly excited. What haunted thing is this? No, it's not. What? But sometimes it is. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Okay, wait, I wanna guess. What it, what could it be? I don't well give me clues. Give me clues. Mm-mm. Oh clues. okay, okay. Okay. So it's not overtly a haunted thing, like I was saying. Okay. But sometimes it it is. Okay, you literally <laughs> just repeated what you said okay. before. <laughs> because. Mm, oh. More clues, more clues. Okay, okay. It involves. <laughs> and, oh, there's You're some... so bad at this game. Because it's, it's like very difficult to not say the word. To not just ruin it. Um. Okay, so it involves. Mm, How many words is it? Let's just do charades. Two. Okay. It involves clocks. Clocks? Time travel? Not time travel. What is it? Now I give up. I, I don't know. <laughs> what, what involves clocks? This is stupid. What happens when you step on a banana? Oh, goodness. <laughs> you 
slip? Time slip? Yeah! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I like this mini game we've unlocked. <laughs> How exciting. It makes me want to play video games. Seriously. But yeah, time slips. <laughs> time slips. Can you describe a little bit what a time slip is? Or do we even want to say? We could. I mean, that's why I think so. Okay, so why I said that is because... There's, like, glitches in the Matrix kind of time slips, I feel like, mm-hmm. where it's, like, um, I don't know. Like, you have a moment, and you look up, <laughs> and it's, like, oh, shit, like, maybe cars around me are like this. Or you go into a room, and now it's, like, your apartment is now how it was modeled, like, ten years earlier, Got maybe it. older. But I think there's also stories of people who are, like, at, um, like, a haunted abandoned hospital and then they get mm-hmm. to a floor and all of a sudden Everything people are like, there and you yeah. actively see ghosts moving around that you know mm-hmm. you're like stuck in a recurring like ghost loop ghost loop i know I call it that too i love ghost loops time slips and ghost loops mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah technical term mm, i like this okay cool then next week it is Time slips and ghost loops. If anyone has ever experienced this and you do not tell us, I will find you. <laughs> That's all I need to do. I just want to leave you all with that. Please That's terrifying. tell us. Instagram, message us. Facebook, if you please. I guess Twitter. Can you do that on Twitter? I have no uh-huh. idea. Okay. I prefer an email because. Or email us. But it doesn't matter. Nightguyspod we'll at gmail.com. Or if you want to record us a message, 707-200-3898. We will not answer. No. Leave a message. We will if also not judge you. If you want us to just read what you've said, yeah. that's fine. If you want us to play what you've said, I'll do that too. If you mess up your voicemail and then send us another one, we'll play the one you tell us. We don't care. <laughs> we have no judgment at all. We just no. want to hear your story. We can't speak most of the time anyway, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why would we judge you? Yeah. And look at us. <laughs> We're recording how stupid we are. We don't care. <laughs> Talking about Billy Zane is not stupid. No, that no. I wish you would never say that. No, that's not stupid. Okay. No. I say take that back. Yeah. No. It was never never aimed Zane, at him. Zane will not forgive that. No, nor should he. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, join us next week. This is the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. I'm America. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, guys, as promised, here's Colonel Halt's recording in Rendlesham Forest. 150 feet or more from the initial, I should say, suspected impact point. Having a lift car, we can't get the land all the work. There seems to be some kind of mechanical problem. Let's send it back and get another light. Meantime, we're going to take some readings for the gather car and chase around here a little bit, wait for another light off to come back in. Okay, we're now approaching the area within about 25, 30 feet. What kind of readings are we getting? Anything? 
It is. It may be old, though. There's some scent marks or something on it. It's going back around. Yeah, this is an awkward thing to use, isn't it? Yeah, I'll carry it on my ship all my ears, but this one broke. When we get anything further, I'm going to shift to your quarter off before we find something. Picking up? What are we up to? We're up to two, three units deflection. You're getting close to one pod. Picking up something. Okay, it's still not going above three or four units. Picking up more of them, more frequently. Yes, you're staying. You're, you're staying steady up around two to three to four units now. Yeah. One of these trees that face into the blast, what we assume is a landing site, all have an abrasion facing in the same direction towards the center. The same That's interesting. Let's, let's go this way around the circle here. Turn it back down here. Let me see that. That's kind of funny. That's, that's, you're right about the abrasion. I've, I've never seen a tree that's... Uh, never seen a pine tree that's been damaged react that fast. Yeah, I got a bottle to put that in. Yeah, you got a sample bottle? Yes, sir. Yeah, here, let's sit this on the ground. Oh, okay. You'll notice they're all the same. Okay, from now on, let's, 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 let's identify that as point number one. That stake there. So you all know where it is. We have to sketch it. You got that set of novels? Yes, sir. Close okay. Closest to the wood bridge base. Point one. Be point one. And let's go clockwise from there. Point two. Point two. So this tree is between point two. Two other personnel requesting to your location. Tell them negative at this time. We'll tell them when they can come out here. We don't want them out here right now. Okay, the, the sample, you're going to mark this sample number one. Yes. Have them cut it off and include some of that sap and all. Is between indentation two and three on a pine tree about... Uh, about five feet away, about three and a half feet off the ground. There's a round abrasion on the tree, about uh, three and a half, four inches in diameter. It looks like it might be old, but uh, strange as a crystalline pine sap has come out that fast. You see those other trees here that are damaged in a similar fashion? Yes, so I'll make it towards the center of landing. So. Okay, why don't you take a picture of that and remember your picture. And you got to be writing this down. It's going to be on the tape. All right. Got a tape measure with you? This is the picture. Your first picture will be at the first tree, the one between uh, Mark 2 and 3. Meantime, I'm going to look at a couple of these trees over here. We are getting some. You're getting rains on the tree you've taken samples from on the side facing the suspected landing site. Four clicks, Max. Up to four. Interesting. That's right where you're taking the sample now. Four. That's the strongest point on the tree? Yes, sir. If you come to the back, there's no clicks whatsoever. No clicks at all on the back. It's all on the Maybe side facing the... Interesting. The indentations look like something twisted as it got, you know, as it sat down on them. Looks like someone took something and sat it down and twisted it from side to side. Mm -hmm. Very strange. We're looking at the same tree we took the sample off with this, what do you call it, star scope? Uh huh, star scope. Getting, getting a definite heat reflection off the tree, about, about three to four feet off the ground? 
Yes, where the same spot is. Exactly same place where the spot is. We're getting the heat. Three trees in the area, immediately adjacent to the site, within 10 feet of the suspected landing site. We're picking up heat reflection off the trees. What's that again? Well, shine a light on again, Bob. Wait, I'm trouble getting through. Yeah, get it. Let me turn it on a spot, and then when you want them, I'll turn the light. light. You'll notice the white. Hey. You're right. There's another white streak on the tree. Indicates, uh, let me turn around and look at this tree over here now. Just a second. Watch Bruce right on the tree. I can see it. Wait a minute. Give me a little side lighting so I can find the tree. Okay, off. Oh. I lost the tree. Okay, stop, stop. Light off. Hey, this is eerie. This is strange. Here, someone want to look at the spots in the ground? Whoops, watch your nose. We're walking all over the back here, sir. Okay, let's, let's step back and not walk all over them. Come back here, somebody put a beam on them. Well, you're going to have to be back 10 or 15 feet. You see it? Okay, lights off. He took this long to dock. What do you think about the spot? Of that center spot. 
as, uh, which will show up on a heater, some form of energy. It's hardly heat at this stage of the game. Looking directly overhead, one can see an opening in the trees, plus some freshly uh, broken pine branches on the ground underneath. Looks like someone came off about 15 to 20 feet up. Some small branches about an inch or less in diameter. Zero 148, we're hearing very strange sounds out of the farmer's barnyard animals. It's very, very active, making an awful lot of noise. Yes, sort of pigmentation. You just saw a light yes, where? Wait, wait, slow down. Where? Right on this position here, straight ahead in between the tree. There it is again. Watch. Straight ahead off my flashlight there, yeah, sir. There it is. Hey, I see it too. What is it? We don't know, sir. So, yeah, can I get some of Yeah, it's a strange, small red light. It looks to be out maybe a quarter to half mile, maybe further out. I'm going to switch off. The light is gone now. It was approximately 120 degrees from back the site. Again. Is it back again? Yes, sir. Oh, that's the flashlight, sir. Let's move out to the edge of the clearing so we can get a better look at it. See if you can get the star scope on it. The light's still there, and all the barnyard animals have gotten quiet now. Yeah, we're heading about 110 to 120 degrees from the site out through to the clearing now. Still getting a reading on the meter. About two clicks. Meter's jumped three to four clicks, getting stronger. Turn the meter off. Got to say that again. About four feet off the ground, about 110 degrees, getting a reading of about four clicks. Yes, sir. Yeah, but it's dying. No, it's dying. I think it's something other than the ground. I think it's something that's something variable here. Tree right over. We just found the first night bird we've seen. We're about 150 to 200 yards from the site. Everything else is just deathly calm. There's no doubt about it. There's some type of strange flashing red light ahead. There's yellow. I saw a yellow tinge in it, too. Weird. It, it, it appears to be maybe moving a little bit this way. It's, it's brighter than it has been. Yellow. It's coming this way. It is definitely coming this way. Pieces of it are shooting off. There's no doubt about it. This is weird. To the left. Yeah, definitely. One height to the left. Keep the flashlights off. There's something very, very strange. Get the headset on. See if it gets any stronger. Okay. Give us, give us a rundown. I just said on a beta reading, too. It's on a beta reading? Okay. The still has been removed. Okay. This is falling off it again. It just moved to the right. Yeah. Strange. Oh, it went again left. Let's approach to the edge of the woods up there. Can you want to do without lights? Let's do it carefully. Come on. Okay, we're looking at the thing. We're probably about two to three hundred yards away. It looks like an eye winking at you. It's still moving from side to side. And when you put the star scope on it, it, it sort of has a hollow center, a dark center. It's, it's you know, like a pupil of an eye looking at you and winking. And the flash is so bright to the star scope that uh, it almost burns your eye. Past the farmer's house and across in the next field, now we have multiple sightings of up to five lights with a similar shape and all, but they seem to be steady now rather than a pulsating or glow with a red flash. We just crossed the, the creek and uh, we're getting what kind of readings now? Getting through three good clicks on the meter and we're seeing strange lights in the sky. Uh, 244, we're at the far side of the farmer's second farmer's field and made sighting again about 110 degrees. This looks like it's clear out to the coast. It's right on the horizon. 
Moves about a bit and flashes from time to time. Still steady or red in color. Also, after negative readings in the solar field, we're picking up the slight readings, uh, four or five clicks now on the meter. 3.05, we see strange uh, scope-like flashes to the uh, rather sporadic, but there's definitely something, uh, some kind of phenomenal. 3.05, at about uh, 10 degrees horizon uh, directly north, we've got two strange objects, uh, half-moon shape, dancing about with colored lights on them. But uh, gets to be about five to ten miles out, maybe less. The half moons have now turned into full circles. As though there was an ellip eclipse or something there for a minute or two. Zero three fifteen. Now we've got an object about ten degrees directly south, ten degrees off the horizon. And the ones in the north are moving. One's moving away from us. Moving out fast. Yeah, we're both heading north. Okay, here, here he comes from the south. He's coming toward us now. Now we're observing what appears to be a beam coming down to the ground. This is unreal. 330, zero 0-330, and the objects are still in the sky, although the one to the south looks like it's losing a little bit of altitude. We're turning around and heading back toward uh, the base. The object, to the, the object to the south is still beaming down lights to the ground. Zero four hundred hours, one object still hovering over Woodbridge Base at about five to ten degrees off the horizon, still moving erratic and similar lights and beaming down as earlier.